0: Welcome to Real Money Matters, real conversations about real money matters. We're excited to bring you topics about personal finance, money in the real world, and our signature series, Getting Off the Hamster Wheel. Be sure to follow, hit the bell for notifications on new episodes, and share with someone who might find this useful. Now, for this week's episode, let's jump in. Good morning, everyone. So based off of last week's podcast, episode three, um, wanted to sort of revisit the idea of um, accounts in general. And so today wanted to just go over the three main types of accounts um, that you would probably be seeing on a um, daily or monthly basis. Um, depending on like sophistication, and I say that not to be exclusive, um, but depending on like you know what your money goals are, so <clears throat> we'll jump in and kind of as we talked about with your um, and this lean this leans into the whole idea of like breaking down the paycheck about like where your money goes, um, so kind of bear with me as as we get through this and um hopefully I can draw the the connection for you guys. Okay, so, um, we talked about high yield savings account last week, and sort of the like precursor to this would be like a traditional savings account, um, which you can open up at like a local, a local branch of a bank, uh, credit union, um, that sort of uh, thing. And so, when we think about the savings account, this is pro- <laughs> this is probably like the first account you ever had. Um, I'm like I don't know if I'm thinking, I think it was the same, I guess, probably for, for most people growing up. Um, but you had like your little, uh, passbook that you got to go into the bank with. And, um, you know, if you got money at Christmas or your birthday, um, that sort of thing, then you'd be able to go to the bank with your passbook and your check or that cash and deposit it in. And, and for a lot of us, I think that's sort of the basis for where we start learning about money. Um, and, and in a sort of community way, right? So that's not money that you're um, holding onto in your wallet. It's, you know, you're trusting a, um, a bank with that, with those funds. Um, so, and this we'll kind of go into a little bit later too with like the whole FDIC um, insurance, but kind of just doing a recap on savings accounts. Um, it's going to be an account where you deposit or in withdraw money. Um, there is a the potential to make interest. As we had mentioned last week, um, interest environment in savings accounts, like those APYs have been relatively low. Um, so that's just like something to consider. Uh, FDIC insurance is up to 250,000 at a single bank. So like you can have money at um, Bank of America, and that would be insured up to two hundred fifty thousand, and then you could have one at um you know another bank, M and T, uh Chase, etc. And that would also be up to two hundred fifty thousand. So just kind of a point there if you do have a lot of like cash on hand. Um. Oh, that's those are the dogs. They're saying hi to the neighbors. Um. So, essentially, they you're able to um to kind of diversify your bank risk, um, by utilizing different banks for up to that amount of money. If that ever becomes an applicable situation, um, you're able to utilize savings account to pay bills. Um, I will say, however, your savings accounts like a little more difficult to use. It's not like you can use it like a checking where you can have, um, a card to be like swiping at locations um it's going to be more of like withdrawing money individually at a um at an atm or um or online so just a consideration there um and then there's also no lock in periods. So, like, you can always get your money back. Um, the caveat to that is that there are federal limitations on how many withdrawals you can do a month, and that's uh, six times a month. So, you know, it's not a great account to be sort of like moving money back and forth from. Um, if you plan to be utilizing something like that, um, you'd probably like lean more into a checking account. Um, but we'll kind of go over that in, in a bit. So those are sort of the the benefits of, of a savings account in terms of you're able to deposit and withdraw money, the potential to make interest, your FDIC insurance, and there's no lock-in period. The cons is that there may be balance, minimum balance requirements, um, and that could be anywhere from like hundreds of dollars to potentially like thousands, um, usually it's like low thousands, I think is, is what the requirement is to not have a fee there. So just as an FYI, um, as you mentioned, the lower interest rates, um, and which is sort of like the case for the high yield savings account that we had talked about in episode three. So if you didn't listen to that one, go have a listen. Um, as you mentioned, there's limits on withdrawal. So that's, you know, not great if you're planning to move money a lot. Um, also you're subject to inflation, which we had covered in episode three in terms of, you know, if there's, if it's not a competitive rate, then you're sort of like sorely losing money there. Um, and then your compound interest might not be pretty, might not be great because it's typically done on like a monthly or annual basis rather than, um, a daily basis. So the money's potential isn't fully realized there in terms of what you could be making. Um, elsewhere so that leads us to checking accounts um and typically you will house your checking and savings account with the same bank um it's just sort of like an ease thing and this is sort of um checking accounts are going to be like how banks sort of get you in the door typically there aren't going to be um a lot of like requirements on checking accounts so like there won't be very minute very um There won't be like a high minimum balance to be having Um, so that's good but at the same time you also are not going to be probably making any interest Um, so I'd say it's like a little bit more rare I think credit unions may have some um, advantage here but admittedly I'm not um, very knowledgeable on that front so that would be something that you could look into Um, the also the upside of checking account versus savings account at least is like your deposit and withdrawals are typically, um, you know, you're able to utilize them um, like highly. So it's going to be a very liquid account and there's not going to be, there's not typically limits on your withdrawals there as there is with the savings account um, due to like federal mandates um and then yeah really the the big downside is that a you're not going to make interest and then you also want to be careful of fees um so if you have like an overdrawn fee where you you know use your card and it went through and then you know you're negative 40 or something you may end up getting hit with a an additional fee to that so not only are you is your account overdrawn by $40, but then you also make it hit with like a $35 fee. So that wouldn't really be great. Um, And then also there could be, um, you know, various fees. Like if a a check gets bounced or something like that, you may get hit with a a fee there. So it's going to be similar to the overdrawn. Um, So yeah, so kind of the benefits of the checking account is just you're able to utilize your your debit card, um, you know, pretty much anywhere that takes card um you have pretty much unlimited deposits and withdrawals um and again that's like your ATM or on like your app depending on like how you're planning to move money um so the account's very liquid and then downside being you probably aren't making interest and there are some fees there that you want to be careful of um and so the next type of account is going to be the brokerage account, and this is really the one um, that we had kind of alluded to last week and is going to be applicable for those of you who are starting to just um, become a little bit more invested in investing. Oh man, that was a bad joke, <laughs> but oh well, here we go, um, and so your your brokerage account is an investment account, so yes, it can hold cash, but it also will hold securities um, such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, um, and ETFs, and so the this is ultimately like when you're starting to kind of um, delve into your investing journey. I feel like this is one of like this is like your first hurdle here, and it kind of seems big at first um at least to me it's it was a like kind of nerve-wracking when I first opened a brokerage account I'm like oh my gosh am I gonna do this right am I gonna blow everything up like uh, what am I gonna do like am I gonna you know lose money and you sort of have all these questions um in your mind sometimes and I would just encourage you to um try to take a step back and think about it rationally do your due diligence on like which um like which entities you're going to like you feel secure in and that have um you know the the best app for your needs, the best um information for your needs. So those are those are like kind of like considerations there. Um so yeah, I'd say the big thing with um your investment account is yes it can hold cash, right? So you're able to utilize um a money market account when you um start to deposit cash into a brokerage account and essentially this is going to allow for any excess cash in that brokerage account to make a little bit of money at the um, overnight rate. So um, depending on which uh, money market account you elect when you open this account, and and typically um, you'll get that option like right up front. So there'll be usually a few different selections that you can make to choose a money market account. Um, So And just to kind of reiterate what that means is that at the end of the day, any excess cash will get Kind of swept into this um account that the um that the entity will be like you, like loaning overnight and so at the end of the month you'll see you'll get a, a breakdown of daily how much money was like all of the excess cash that was in your account so let's just say you have like 15 20 bucks um that was excess in your account and so each night you'll see that balance um being applied to like your money market account and so you know depending on what the interest rate is um admittedly I've not uh kept high tabs on my money market um interest at currently just at present I have been a bit more focused on my high yield savings um and I try to keep uh, a little bit less cash so like if I have cash in my um investment account it's really not being utilized um thoroughly so I try to actually put it into a security, um, rather than keep excess cash on hand in my brokerage account. Um, however, you'll, if you are utilizing the money market account, which of course I think is natural to do, like when you're, um, buying or selling securities and maybe let's say you have, um, you know, different order types open, excess cash is going to be held in that account for, potentially some period of time. So you'll make a little bit of money on that, which is nice. Um, And then the uh, next thing to kind of address with a brokerage account is just the taxability, right? So um, people refer to to the brokerage account as a taxable account. And this is true. Um, You're going to have when you have when you're selling and buying securities, you're going to have capital gains. Um, One way that this can be an advantage is if you're holding the security for longer than a year. So rather than being subject to your um, to a short term capital gains, which will fall like under your current tax bracket, you'll pay long term capital gains, which will be a reduced tax rate. Um, we'll do like a full episode on this in the future, but just as kind of like a, um, a little bit of like an overview there, you are subject to less taxes when you hold the security longer. So longer than a year, um, it's a better tax benefit for you. So. I know I kind of covered a lot in this episode um, in terms of different types of accounts. Um, if you guys have questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, happy to, uh, you know, answer specifics if if they if something comes up. Um, but ultimately, those these are the kind of three different accounts that are going to be helpful um, when you are, you know, when you're new to the investing journey. Um, brokerage being that one that really kind of brings you from just moving cash around to actually investing, um, in securities. So I am hoping you guys have a wonderful weekend and we will be back next Friday to chat about, um, some more things related to your paycheck. Okay. Have a great weekend. Bye guys.